What is going on, online fitness coaches? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches, and I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month before I became a mentor for others. In the last three years, I've helped over 200 online coaches hit $10,000 a month in their online coaching business. Now let's get into today's episode. So we're talking about cancellations today. And uh, one of my clients, Mike McDonald in the Million Dollar Mastermind, has dealt with a cancellation slash had some questions around cancellation. So this episode is going to be around cancellations and how to handle them. So Mr. Mike, what's going on, brother? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. So give us some context. Let me know what is going on right now. And, you know, and then we'll kind of dive into it. So... As I was mentioning before, in October, I started selling 60-week programs and I started selling them without really was putting off the inevitable, you know, like when we all buy a free trial or sign up for something and we know about you, but I usually mark it on my calendar when the first payment's coming out because <laughs> I use that period to decide whether or not I really get value if I'm even using the, the service. And yeah, I mean, like October, November, December flew and we are approaching or have approached the 16 week mark. And I've been putting off again, the, the fact that if I don't get in front of it, that people are probably going to send me the message and say, Hey, you know, I really enjoyed the program, but, or maybe they will at the month, like the first monthly payment go through. And I'm just, this is all in my head, but I have had one or two clients reach out and say, Hey, I know that I'm going to get charged next week or the week after. I really enjoyed blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, the drill. Luckily, I did get on a call with someone yesterday and I was like, Hey, so like, you know, you've done really well. You know, I summarized his achievements and everything like that. You mentioned in your, you know, your chat to, to hop on this call that it was really just, you said you're having a tight month. What if we do week- weekly payments? And he was like, Sure. And I was like, Oh, that was easy. But I hadn't really, like, I'm really in my head about this. So unfortunately, even up to saying that point, I was like rambling. I was like, I was a hot mess. Because again, it's all in my head. As I was mentioning before, there's some more deep rooted shit about like handling rejection and feeling invalidated. So I am seeing like I made an appointment with my therapist for later this week to go over how to deal with it from a personal issue standpoint. But yeah, I reached out to you because I was like, B-Mark's probably got a great script and a great approach to how to deal with this. Yeah. And and I want to, first of all, thanks for being open. And for every, like, I know that this isn't just an issue that you deal with. Like, I know that a lot of online trainers struggle with this and myself included, this is still something that I work through because when, you know, when a client's program is expiring, like in the back of our heads, we're wondering like, did this client get enough value for me to continue paying me? So that's the first thing. But there is a marketing statistic that states if somebody pays you one dollar, they're seven times more likely to pay you the second dollar. Meaning that once somebody's already your client, like the chances of them saying yes to keeping like you as their coach is significantly higher than you trying to sell a new stranger. And so renewals is really where all the money is. Like that's really where all like the growth is in your coaching business, because let's just use an example. You sign 10 clients a month, every single month for the next 16 weeks. At the end of that 16 weeks, if all 10 of those clients leave, now you have to sign 10 more clients to stay at 40. Whereas if seven of them stay, now you're at 47 clients and you sign another 10. And that's how your business is going to grow over time is renewals. So that being said, when it comes to like 16 week programs and like coming up to extension, everybody like always make the assumption that they're not going to renew. Because if you make the assumption that they're not going to renew, then you're going to do your due diligence to, you know, follow up accordingly and plan accordingly. Just like on sales calls, expect objections. 
Because if you expect objections, then when you go into sales calls, like you're much more likely to do better because you're already prepared and you know exactly what to say when those objections come up. So in the situations like this, my invitation would be just like to expect them not to renew because then you'll follow up properly. So I'm going to give you some best practices and I'm going to talk to you guys about what I did when I was an online fitness coach. And then I'm going to talk to you guys about what I'm doing right now with PT Domination. And so if you're in PT Dom, this is like the magician revealing the tricks. When I was an online fitness coach, what I would do is for my 16 week programs, I would set a reminder in my own calendar and my own Calendly to contact Mike McDonald about renewals. So I would like, I would set a reminder, somebody would purchase a 16 week program and Mike, you've got a virtual assistant now or an assistant. So you could tell your assistant, Hey, I want you to go into every single client that we have. And I want you to figure out when they purchased. And then 14 weeks from the date that they purchased, I want you to put a reminder in my calendar to follow up for a renewal. The best part about this, Mike, is like a lot of these clients have already paid in full, correct? Or they're on mm -hmm. monthly. So really like this is going to be a lot of extra, like this is where you're going to start hitting record breaking months when you master this. Because now you've got your lead gen dialed in, you've got your systems dialed in, like this is going to help you like keep money and start stacking. So what I would do is 16 week programs, two weeks before you want to hit them up. Now, when you hit them up, this is where you're going to like, there's a couple different ways to approach this. Approach number one is you could send them a message saying like, Hey, Mike, exclamation mark. It's your favorite coach, smiley face. I wanted to set up a quick 10 to 15 minute call to chat about your progress in the program so far, period. Uh, do you have some time tomorrow? You're already working with them. So they'll already say yes. They'll always say yes. Right. And then on that point, you can get them on a 15 to 20 minute phone call and you can run them through the renewal script. Do you have that? If you've given it, then I forgot about it. Or... I, I can okay. find it for you and I can send it. So you'll run them through a renewal script. So that's if you want to do a call. Now there's also an option to do it over chat. And we always do it over chat. And we literally just do it with a message. So here's how we do it if we're going to do it over chat. So what I do is I send my clients a message about two to three weeks before they're about to expire. Their 12 months is up. And I send them a message and I'm like, yo, Clayton, exclamation mark. Thank you so much for being my client for the last 12 months. Because you've been a client for the last 12 months, I'm going to buy you a hoodie. I'm like, fill this information here and I'm going to send you a hoodie. So I send them a message and it's not me asking for anything. It's like, congratulations, you've made it. Like now I'm going to buy you something. So I'm going to give you this gift. He's going to fill out his information, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm going to ask, so what were your, what was your experience in the program? Like, what were you at when you started and where are you at now? And for me, I'm talking about income. So somebody be like, well, I didn't even have an online business and now I'm at $3,000 a month. I'm like, that's great. So like, what are your next goals? Like, what's like the next thing you want to work on? I'm at 3K, but I'd love to get to 10K. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like, let's do it. You did this in 12 months. Like you'll definitely be able to do 10K in the next 12. I'm like, okay. So now that the 12 months is up, there's two options to continue. Option number one would be to do monthly at $300 a month or option number two, you could do a paid in full for 2,500 for the year, which one works better for you. So I start with a gift. I'm like, here's this thing. Thank you for being my client for so long. And then they receive the gift. And then once they receive the gift, I'm like, so like, what were your, like, obviously I'm going to ask them right after I buy them something. So what were your thoughts on the program? At that point, they're like, fuck yeah, it was awesome. Right. So now they're talking to me about like their experience. And now I'm like, where were you at when you started with me? And where are you at now? Or another thing that this is what I would do is if I was a fitness coach using the strategy is I would take a before picture of them and I would take an after picture and I would send those in the DMs. I'd be like, this is where you were at before. This is where you're at now. I'm super proud of you. And then I, I might even be cheeky and I might put like a before picture of them now and an after picture with like a question mark and be like, where do you think we can get in the next 16 weeks? Right. So that's what I would do if I was a fitness coach is I would do the, I would hit them up. I would buy them like, you can buy them like a t-shirt or like a sweater with your own branded logo on it. So now you're getting your brand out there. So like either way, if they stay or not, it's a brand move. And I would send a before and after picture of them in the DMs, just being like, this is our progress so far. Like, how are you feeling about the program? And then what's your next goal? And then you can renew them over the DMs. Cool. 
I have a question about the scalability of either approach. So my personal approach with everything so far in the Million Dollar Mastermind has been, this is great, but is this most ultimate scalable move? Even willing to almost skip a step, but I have had to go back to doing custom looms just because yeah. I was going viral when I started the Mastermind, but it hasn't been that way every single time. So I've gone back to custom, but that's why I started with template because yeah. I was like, why would I learn a custom when a template I can scale myself out of that? So of the two approaches, this call is not scalable because I have to be there unless you have a person doing that for you. I I don't have a person who I can do that that for me. So would you say that now I don't know sort of which way to go? No, you're a great question. So for most people listening to this, I would recommend the call for anybody that's in the million dollar mastermind. I would recommend the the sell by chat. Keith, I'm going to give you a chance to speak. So you got your hand up, brother. Go ahead. One of the things that I do is every every time I get a check-in on week 10 in their check-in immediately, I mean, I'll tell my shout out coach that weekend of these four people have come up, make sure you follow up with them following this script to see if they'll resign and be okay with working on payment terms with them because they've already paid me. Usually I'll go with the paid in full, but I literally tell everyone, however you want to be able to make payment work, totally good with that because I'm already doing a check-in. So I don't have to take the extra time to get on a phone call with someone. So it's basically like sell by chat via the check-in week 10, mm-hmm. every single time. I love that. Thank you for sharing. You're muted. I muted myself instead of Keith. That's hilarious. I think the sell by chat is 100% more scalable than the call. And with this situation that you're in, I would design the sell by chat. So what I would do, again, if you're asking my advice, it would be first move would hit them up, be like, buy them some sort of gift for being in your program for 16 weeks. I just want to say thank you so much for being in my program for 16 weeks. Here's free drive hoodie. Tell me what your size is and tell me what your address is. And I'm going to ship it to you. Just like, boom. The cost to you like on Printify will be like $25 and they're going to appreciate it so much. Even if they don't renew, they're going to be wearing your hoodie. And now like that's a chance for your business, like seeing other places. So that's the first thing. Once they reply, I would send a before and after picture of them in the program. And I'd be like, this is your progress in the program so far. Like, how are you feeling about it? Like, how are you feeling about the program? Let them open up to you. And then once they open up to you, I'd be like, what's the next goal? Like, what's like the next thing you want to work on? And then they'll tell you that next thing. And obviously, if they tell you that their next goal is to lose 20 pounds and they already lost 20 with you, like, where are they going to go? Right? They're going to go with you. So like, you just got to get them thinking. The biggest thing with renewals, you guys, is you have to get them not thinking about how much it costs to renew. And you have to remind them about their goals. So you have to get them. So they're thinking, oh, I don't want to pay the $400 a month. And you have to remind them like, this is where you were when you started. And this is where we could get to. Like, where do you want to go? And like, can I help you get there? And at that point, after that, that's when I'd be like, okay, great. So I would send a video. I would have a video made and it would say something like this. Okay. So again, I would love to work with you. It'd be a pleasure to work with you again. So if you wanted to renew, there's two different options for my clients that that stick with me. So option number one, if you wanted to do the monthly, we could do that. It's $400 a month. Or option number two, if you wanted to do the paid in full for 12 weeks, we could do that as well. And it would be $1,000 for 12 weeks. It'd be 200 bucks off. So out of those two options, which one works best for you? And that could literally be a video. That's like a template video that you're sending to your virtual assistants that they send out once that script goes through. Does that make sense? Yeah. For myself and anyone listening or here that doesn't have, like, I don't have a logo yet. I think my branding is great, but I technically don't have a logo or a font. So therefore I don't have merch. Would a gift card also suffice? A gift card would work a hundred percent. It's anything to show appreciation. Obviously for me, the reason I go branding is because the more people that wear my logo, the better. And one thing I will say is that you're at a point and you're not a business right now, Mike, where you've been established for a while now. So it would be a worthy investment to go to Fiverr and, you know, pay somebody like you could probably pay 50 to $200 to get a nice logo made. So I think it would be yeah. worth it. But yeah, a gift card, like a Starbucks gift card would be, would suffice just for saying, thank you for being my client. Cool. I have super vulnerable, but I think a lot of people know this about me that 
I've also been avoiding to reach out to clients forever that we're not checking in because if they aren't checking in, then I assume that they're not getting value. And either way, I just assume that when I reach out, it's like, oh, this client hasn't checked in for three weeks for like a month. I reach out to them. I feel like they're going to cancel. So I have a higher percent than I would like of my business of clients that are, let's just say, paying to be in the community. And Cole recently helped me reach out to them. And one client I did, he hasn't checked in for three months. I reached out. He's like, oh yeah, that's good. Do a check in this Monday. I was like, oh my God, again, assuming the worst. But for those clients how would I go about reaching out to someone who isn't exactly going to have a flashy before and after or like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if they don't have a flashy before and after, I would straight up just ask them. So like, what's been the biggest benefit of being in the program for you? Just like we ask like on a sales call, like what has like, what stood out the most about the program for you? So like in this instance, I would say, what's been the biggest benefit of being in the program for you? So I buy them a gift. And then if they didn't have a flashy before and after, I'd be like, what's been the biggest benefit? Like what's, what have you gotten out of it? And I would let them explain it to me. And then once they'd explain it to me, I'd be like, okay, great. So what's next? Now let's go to that same situation, Mike, and let's pretend that you ask somebody and that hasn't checked in for three months. Well, what's been the biggest benefit of the program for you? And they're like, well, not much because I haven't really used it. Like in all honesty, is that somebody that you want to work with? Like I will take personally, yes, because like I should have taken some responsibility. I don't feel like I set maybe expectations as firmly as I could have. And maybe they would have appreciated a nudge once. And yeah, we just both dropped the ball. And as the coach, like, yes, they have a responsibility, but let's just say like, yeah, I expect them to carry 50, but did I even really carry any? So yeah. This is a good conversation. Okay. So let's approach that same situation and let's pretend that for those three months, you sent them a message every single week asking where their check-in was. We're checking in with them to seeing if they were using the Facebook group. And you were just basically like on them when you felt like they were falling off track. And then they said they didn't get value from the program. At that point, you think that, you know, you'd want to continue working. Then no. Yeah, right? no. So that means that you need to set up your business in a way where you feel like you're carrying all the bricks as a coach. And so if they're not following suit, like, you know, that it's not on you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So my soft approach to getting to that point, because it was too much for me to send someone a DM by Instagram. I don't use trainerize. I do everything through Google and I communicate through Instagram. So it was too much of a move for me to DM someone and say, Hey, I didn't get a check-in from you in the last couple of weeks. Can you do it? So I've been getting my assistant to mail people knowing that people don't check their email as much, but that was my way of avoiding it, but still taking action. And people aren't because no one checks their, I don't know if they just go to spam or something. So now as of next week, she is going to start sending DMs. So yeah. I, this yes, is good. I this is good. This is, this is growth for you. So, okay. So now let's talk cancellations. Cause that was one of the things I'm super proud of you. That's growth. Okay. And then for the first couple of weeks, you just kind of have to practice not looking at them. And then once they start coming in, you'll be like, you'll, you'll be used to it. But what I want to say is like, let's talk about cancellations for a second. So let's say you've got a client, Mike, that's in your program and week number eight comes and they're like, I want to cancel. And you're like, why What's going on? They're like, I just want to cancel. I'm not getting value from the program and I need to leave. Who here has been in that situation? Just raise your hand if you're just like, I want to cancel, I'm out. Whenever somebody says that I want to cancel, the first thing that I do is I look internally. And I know that Cole talks about this a lot too. I look internally and I'm like, what have I done that has caused this client to want to cancel? Have I done anything wrong? Have I missed check-ins? Have I missed workouts? Have I, you know, lapsed, lapsed on their training program? Did I not invite them into the community fast enough? Did I not onboard them properly? So I will look at all of the things that I've done and I'll ask myself, like, did I do everything correctly? Yes. Okay, cool. Client didn't check in for a couple of weeks. Did I follow up with them when they didn't check in? Yes. Okay, cool. So if I've done everything that I possibly can at that point, then I'll approach the conversation. I'll be like, okay, like, how can I help? And then I'll like hear them out and I'll listen to them. And oftentimes when a client wants to cancel, usually I would say 80 to 90% of the time, they're trying to blame you. 
well, I'm just, you know, these workouts are just like not for me. And, you know, this meal plan is just like not very good. And I'm just not getting value from this, you know, and I just like feel like I could spend my money on someone, right? And usually they'll put it on me. So what I will do then is I will go in and I will look for the series of conversations that I've had with them. And I'll look for the check-ins that I've sent to them and the meal plans that I've sent to them. And I'll send them screenshots and I'll be like, I completely understand your concern. And I'll like relate to what they're saying. And I'll be like, and like, this is like a 50-50 partnership here, right? Like I can't do all the work for you. Like you're going to have to do some of it and we'll have that conversation. At that point, like once people are like, once you realize that you've done everything you possibly can and that they're actually in the wrong, then we have to like discuss like, are we going to keep them in the program or not? Even if somebody signs a 16 week agreement, you guys, if they're at week eight, like they're just a really bit of a hard client to work with. Like I won't, I don't want to work with them in the program. Like I don't want that energy in my program. And so I'll have a conversation with them and I'll try to get them back on track. But if they're being like really hard and they want to leave, like I'll just let them leave. Let's talk about refunds, right? So in that instance, like what if I'm in that situation and that client has paid me in full for 16 weeks? Like what happened then? And they want a refund. At that point, like I'm, I will never, ever, ever do refunds on the work that I've already done ever. Same. So yeah, the work that I've already done up to that eight weeks, I will never, ever do a refund on ever period. End of story, no questions asked. And when it comes to refunding the other half, it all depends how much of a fuss they're putting up. Because if somebody's like sending me like spam messages and they're like, we've all had those clients. I don't know if you guys have had those clients yet, but I have, it's fucking annoying. But I'm just like, I don't want you in my life ever. So like take half your money back and leave. But for the most part, like I will refund maybe like half of what they have left. And I'll say like, I can release you from the program. You paid in full. Here's a partial refund Go on your way. But what if let's say that they're on a 16 week program, they're eight weeks in and they're on a month to month. And they're like, I want a refund. We all have 16 week agreements in the mastermind. So at this point you should have a contract. And so if somebody ever asks you for a refund when they have a 16 week contract, the way that I'll phrase it is I'll say something like this. I'll be like, listen, Mike, I totally understand that you're not happy with the program. And so because you're unhappy with the program, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to hold you responsible for the $1,600 commitment that you made to me on a contract. We have two payments of $400 left. So I'm going to release you from responsibility from those two $400 payments. And we're going to end the agreement here. So I will not ever offer a refund. And when they ask for a refund, I will reply by reminding them that they're actually accountable to me for $1,600 and that I'm not going to charge them for that $1,600 and I'm going to release them from the program. Does that make sense? Yeah. Was there a situation that I didn't cover in that instance? 16-week program, eight weeks in, monthly, paying in full. Most clients won't want a refund on work that you've already done because most clients will have enough intelligence to know that like they're in the wrong. But I also want to talk about how to handle this situation emotionally. Like, Whenever I get a cancellation or somebody that wants out of their agreement, you guys, the first thing I always do is I always like look for an area of my program that I can improve because if somebody wants out, there's got to be something that I can do better. Maybe it's, I'm not checking in with them when they're missing their workouts. Maybe my onboarding process needs some work. Maybe my follow-up system needs to work. Maybe I need to update their meal plans a little bit more efficiently. So whenever somebody cancels, I always look for one thing specifically to say to, you know, or to improve in the program. And yeah, cool. You want to add something? Yeah, 100%. Another thing that I want to touch on when it comes down to like dealing with a refund or like connecting with a client that might be a little bit off mic, like maybe somebody's not checking in, maybe they're not doing something, is starting the conversation and then gauging their reaction. Because a lot of the time, guys, you got to go into those conversations with empathy based off of their situation. Because what happens is like, let's say Brian's slacking off of my program and I send him a message. And then initially he comes at me like a little bit aggressive, like blaming you, which again, we've all dealt with. It's important to understand that usually the reason why your clients and 
end up blaming you is because they feel bad based off of something that they've done. So they just want to lash out in this situation. So they're like, no, I, it's your program that's been doing this. I haven't seen results because of this. Like you haven't been able to do X, Y, Z. And I feel like it's very important to come into those situations with empathy. And then also at the same time, like, again, have that fucking coach's cap in the back pocket. And I'm very, very, I also want to just unmute to say, Mike, I'm extremely proud of you, bro, for like stepping into that fucking power and like actually sending them a message because like, it's a little bit intimidating at first, because again, you feel like you might've been slacking off as a coach or like, you don't know if you did enough, but as soon as you open up the conversation, you guys will be very surprised about how many clients will actually back down. If you just talked like, listen, this is what's gone. Just have that deep rooted conversation with them. A lot of them will back down and just stay in your program anyways. They're just looking for an out because they've had an out for the last, what, year, two years, three years, four years, five years that they've been struggling. Then they hire a coach. It gets hard. Their instant reaction, their habit is to quit, to give up. And that's why we got to hold that fucking line with them. I just think it's important to make sure that you guys understand to hold fucking empathy with them, like have the actual conversation while you're going through it. I just wanted to touch on that. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram, at TheRealBrianMark, and DM me the words, more clients. I'll reach out to you, and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business, and I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram, at TheRealBrianMark, and DM me the words, more clients, and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Dude, I love it. Thank you for sharing. And I'm actually going to, somebody that just said she went through this situation is Janelle. So I'm actually going to ask you to unmute. I want you to tell us about the cancellation you just dealt with. So I had a client who had signed up for the year and paid for the year, but she was, sorry, she was upset that our program had grown bigger than it was when she first joined. And so she was feeling left out and she was feeling left behind. So of course I take responsibility because that's my fault to begin with. And I take it personally because she's in my program and she's feeling left out, left behind, all those things. But at the same time, she hadn't been working out. She hadn't been tracking her food. She hadn't been doing the things that we had asked her to do. So I asked her, what was she responsible and what was I responsible? And I just got her to clarify it. And so through our conversation, she realized that she hadn't been doing 80% of the things that we'd asked her to do. And I can't hold her hand and drag her on her journey. And so I apologize for her that, you know, as we grew, we didn't, you know, maybe say the right things or put the right things in place to make sure that she felt supported as we grew. But at the same time, I can't drag her along if she's not going to do the things she said she was going to do. So through just a 10 minute conversation, we got to the root of her issue, how I was like trying to help her. But at the same time, she took responsibility for her actions and I took responsibility for not, you know, there, there was some fault on my part where we did grow quite quickly and I didn't do enough lives or connect with her enough to make sure that she felt supported as we grew as she was one of my original clients. So oh. yeah, it was just one of those things. And 10 minute call really got her back in momentum and she's already like tracked her food. I'm just watching it right now. So mm. yeah, it's amazing. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Okay. So Mike, are you feeling confident about the process to renew clients, when to hit them up, what to say? Do you feel confident or do you have more questions? Because I'm, I'm here for you. Thank you. I'm feeling much more confident. I do have a question about how to approach the conversation of renewing if it were a call. Basically, like, is there an elephant in the room that they think, and there's someone on this call, I won't mention a name unless she wants to speak up, but 
there's an elephant in the room that we just want to continue getting the paycheck, yeah. but the income, but we don't want them. Are they thinking that? So I can't help like during the conversation, even running through kind of the script or the structure or just, you know, finding out more discovery yeah. because it's like, do they think that I just want to keep getting their recurring payment to the point where I remember when I worked at Future Shop and we were on commission, I overheard one of our top salesmen, like he did home theater. So he sold big packages and he said to like a gentleman he was selling, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want you to feel like you have to make a decision today. I'm not going to retire on your sale, but da, 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 da. So he actually went ahead and up front, right to the client, to his face said like, I'm not going to retire on your sale. It's not about getting your commission, mm. but I really think that you're going to enjoy this home theater system. So mm -hmm. I actually say that to clients and mm. they, I think a lot of people on this call know me really well and know that like, I think one reason that clients trust me is that I'm overly transparent. Mm. So that's been my approach and it has worked, but I'm sure that's not the only approach. So I'm curious to know how you would get ahead of that or just like remove that block from yourself. But then also is the client wondering that? Yeah. So I love it. That's a great question. And I think of course the client's wondering that, Oh, like it's our job to control the frame, right? Like, so I think that like the client knows you're not going to work for free, right? <laughs> like they stop paying you, you're not going to work with them. And so I think it's about like reminding the client and reminding yourself why you're doing it. Like who here, 100% honest is just here for the money and doesn't care about the clients at all. Raise your hand. Not a single one of you, right? And so just like remembering that yourself and just like, like being like, Hey, I'm in this for the people. Right. And then reminding that client as well. Like, yo, we're here to have a conversation about your goals. And I honestly love working with you. You know, I've loved working with you in the past 12 weeks for this specific reason, this specific reason, and this specific reason. And so let's have a conversation about where you're at. Like, tell me a little bit about like what you've learned in the program so far and like what you got value out of. And it's about the program. It's not about the money. It's about the program. And I know Cole wants to say something. He's got his hand up. Go ahead. I will also say, my man, that that is, I feel like some people might think that, but not a lot. All right. And the reason why I'm going to say not a lot is because you guys know, okay, and be honest here. Don't just fucking humor me. Put up your hand if you know that Brian and myself care about you on a deep fucking level. You guys see what I'm talking about? So like when you build that type of a connection with your clients on that level, like they might think like he's just getting on the call with me for money, but like that person isn't what you guys just admitted to. You feel me? Like they don't have that connection with you. So that's why it's so important to build that call and have those conversations and open up to them because dude, like a renewal call, these people understand just like Brian said that, that you have to get paid in order to work regardless of if you like them or not. This is a business. But if you build that culture, homie, and like you connect with them and the way that I know you fucking do, I can almost guarantee you that people aren't getting on a call worried if you're going to sell them again. They're getting on the call because they fucking love Mike and they want to take it to the next level. But you have that safe brain, all right? The fucking amazing sales tactics that you learned in the past and you've seen other people in commissions cycles and everything else do stuff. So I feel like you still have that thought in the back of your mind. But dude, as soon as culture and like actual connection build between your clients, that type of stuff kind of goes to the window. I think I that, that. The, I appreciate that. The distinction I think for me, like I think this is a rare thing again, super ultra vulnerable is that I used to be income over impact yeah. like three months ago. Reason was because I lived in an ultra scarcity mindset thinking like all my life in the closet, if I ever got kicked so gay that I'd have to like have all the money that I can have it forwarded. So yeah. like up until recently, I was still living in that mindset that like I need all the paychecks that I can get because like like I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm out now, but like I still had that mindset. So I got to the point around the PT Dom event where I'm just like surrounded by you guys, and the more I started to listen to Natasha's podcast, I realized that might get you so far in terms of like savings account. But Cole, I listened to your What Is Your 
Y podcast the other day and it was starting to feel really icky. And I, I was jealous of other people who were impact over income. I asked Chad Morgan, I was like, how the fuck are you so impact over income? Like, it feels like it's so awful to say, but for a really long time, I wasn't that way. And I was trying to be that way. And you can switch like forcing myself. So yeah, it's been a lot of therapy, a lot of listening to podcasts. And I feel like now that I have some momentum and my community is actually growing. And then I had like five or six clients on one of my Zoom calls. A new client came in and I was like, does anyone have any questions? It was his first week. He's like, yeah, actually my question is for the other gentleman. Like what results have you gotten from Mike's program? And all of them took like five minutes to talk about all the results they got for me. I was like, oh my God, this feels so amazing. And I was like slapped in the face with impact over and over and over. I'm like, okay, I feel it now. I feel it. I get it. I get it. I get it. This feels so much better than a paycheck because like my savings, I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm not whatever. And so I feel like I'm at that point now. My question is before I let you speak, Holt, it's okay. Is there's a, I find a fine line though, because when clients come into a program, if they say, I want to lose 20 to 40 pounds. And let's say they're at like, this is ambiguous, but this is some of my clients renewing. They've lost 35 pounds and they're at that like 14, 16 week mark. I know that I'm supposed to, I think, get in front of them and help them paint a vision of what they could be because they don't even think that they can lose any weight and you've actually helped lose weight. But again, such a fine line, but what point do you let people go and say, I've done the job that they hired me to do? Or when do you feel like it's my responsibility as a coach to get people to see the potential that they could have where are you just trying to keep the client? And when are you actually like, no, dude, you can have so much more. Like, Don wants to go. Don wants to go. Cool. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll speak on this. So we don't invite literally everybody in our program to extend. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I received a message from a client that one of my coaches works with. And she reached out to me because she knows that I'm the CEO. And she's like, hey, Don, I'm just wondering, I didn't actually get asked to if I wanted to extend my program. I'm just wondering what that actually looks like. What what do you charge? Can we break this up into different payments? Now, I know my coach asked her, but she was kind of avoiding the question at the time. But that goes to show you that not everybody thinks that you're just looking to like make quick buck off of them, right? Because to be honest with you, I don't actually, I don't have that thought. Like when I'm asking my clients if they want to extend their program, I'm not thinking about, hey, like how much more money can I make off of them? Sure, like we all know that you're going to make money if they extend, but it's ultimately up to like, what do you think you can help them achieve? Like what result do you want them to accomplish? Like if I know this person has a shit ton of potential, I want to help them get to that, to that level that I think that they can get to based on all my experience working with all these clients. Now, if you see a ton of potential in this client, then you want to express that to them because they might not see where they can actually, like how far they can go. So if you don't express that to them, then they don't know. That's why you should talk about like the next phase and like the long-term goal and like what you can help them accomplish. But if they get to the end of your program, like 14 weeks, 16 weeks, they're getting near it. And you're like, man, this person has like literally mastered the program. They've done so well on their own. They're very self-sufficient. They know how to track their food. They're good at managing their training. And then you just kind of like bring up like the idea of like, hey, like, what do you want to focus on next? Like, what are your thoughts on that? And they don't, it doesn't seem like they're interested in, in extending their program. Then, you know, at the end of the day, you should be like, you should be glad that, you know, you've helped them over the last 16 weeks accomplish so much. They're self-sufficient. And if they want to go try it out on their own for a while, that's great. But if they come back, they're coming back to you because you gave them all the tools that they needed. So it's like, what is your mission with your business in the first place? Like, why did you get into this? Why did you want to start helping people out? What did you want to help them accomplish? If they reach that point, 
then you did your job. Yep. One thing I want to say is never say no for them Yeah. because you don't know, like you don't know where their head's at. You don't know, like, yeah, sure. They might've lost their 35 pounds, but like, you know, what if they love working with you so much? And like, you're the reason that they get out of bed because you're so inspiring and your community's amazing question who here would pay to be in the mastermind just to be surrounded by people like this all the time. Right. And so Mike, what if your community is so good that people love your Zoom calls and they love your live streams and they love your Facebook group and they would just pay to be a part of it. It's starting to feel like that. Before it wasn't and it's starting to feel like that. Mm. So can I go B? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Perfect. So I feel like that's one thing that you're going to have to pay attention to because right now you have all these questions, okay? And you're like, it's starting to feel like that, but it hasn't felt like that in the past. And I feel like that's why you have a little bit of doubt when it comes down to when should I sell the person or when should I push them again? Because my statement is kind of the same as Don's and what Brian said. But guys, I always look to help to my clients at the next level, period. I don't, again, make them or I don't choose no for them. I let them tell me when they're done because I know like if somebody comes in my program and then they lose 20 pounds, I know that after they lose 20 pounds, they're going to need to learn how to fucking maintain that and reverse diet out of it. And then after the reverse diet out of it, they might want to start fucking building on muscle. And then after they look good in the mirror, they might end up wanting to doing a show like recently. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to keep going as the coach. I'm just going to be like, yo, you look amazing. You've done absolutely great. This is what you could do. Does that sound interesting to you? 90% of the time, the people are going to be like, fuck yes, because now they have a taste of what it's like to have self-worth and actually love the fucking love the way they look in the mirror. But yeah. I never say no for them. I feel like the reason why you're struggling right now, and I feel like Dawn and Brian can agree with me here, is yeah. because you were struggling with income over impact, but now you understand a little bit deeper on what it means to be impact over income. And now you're like, well, how do I like benefit that? You do exactly what you're doing right now. You keep trying to push them to the next level and people will tell you when they're done. You just got to listen. Yeah. I'm, I want to say one thing and then I'm gonna let you go Don. Okay. So Mike, this is, and this is how I want you guys to approach cancellations. Okay. Anyone that you want to work with, it's your responsibility to invite them to the program. Anyone that you don't want to work with, don't invite them. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. Don, go ahead. That's good. Mike, I would also recommend doing some lives on like on long-term goals and like reverse dieting and getting to that next level. Like doing these lives and kind of like, you know, helping your clients understand like your programs don't finish in just 14 weeks. Like you're not done after 14 weeks. Like fitness is a lifestyle. So if you start building that actually into your training, then it gets people to start thinking longer term rather than like, I came here just to lose 20 pounds, I lost 20 pounds. I'm done. Like get them to think like bigger picture, longer term, getting to that next level. And then you'll find people like, they just want to actually like, extend their program because they believe in what you're saying about not just looking at fitness as this four month program and an actual lifestyle. I love it. And Mike, one thing I'm going to add to this is while you're doing the renewals, I want you to use the Don Lamb trick. And the Don Lamb trick is anytime somebody renews for 12 months, he makes a post in the Facebook group celebrating. Dude, I've been doing it lately and it's working so well. Yesterday we had a uh, four one-year extensions. There we go. So make sure um, you do that. Yeah, I was going to make a post because the the first client that I said wanted to cancel and then I hopped on the call and I said, how about weekly payments? He was like, sure. I was like, oh, this could be the first post where I make in the group where I'm like, congrats to this yeah. person for extending yes, their program. Like go. I can say that. Yeah. So these are the little hacks to get like, you know, to just promote people to renew in general. But I have a question in regards to something that you said, Don, about if someone is at the 14, 15 week mark and they've lost 35 pounds or the 40 yeah. or whatever, and they are tracking, they are happy, yeah. they check in whatever, okay. which is, you know, the top 25% of my clients. Yeah. There is a part of me though, that wonders, okay, yes, you've lost at 95% of the goal at 95% of the program. But if you leave, not say you're only seeing success because you're with me, but what happens when you don't have the accountability and whatever, like you've you gotten that in a this live training. Part. 
What's sorry? I would talk about that in a live training. I would also invite that client because they're absolutely crushing it to do a live interview with you. But I'm sorry, my question to be clarified was how do you approach, like you said, if the client has proven themselves to be able to track, you know, and to check in when they're supposed to, and they understand nutrition more than they did before, but that's because they're currently in the program. So to let them go is like, well, basically it's a terrible thing that I'm thinking in my head, but when someone wants to cancel because they've reached their goal, it's like, but you reach your goal because you're with me. Don't you think that if you left that you're just going to have any accountability? That's why you got to invite everyone that you want to work with to work with you. Like if they're a good client, you got, you have to invite them. It's your responsibility. You mean extend? Yeah, exactly. You got to invite them to extend because as an example, like let's say I'm going to use you guys. And the worst thing that they can say is no, bro. And that's that's what he's afraid of. He's afraid that they're going to say no. And you've got to be okay with the fact that they might say no. Yeah. They might say no. Okay. (laughs) But it's like what Brian's saying, it's your responsibility because if, you're worried about that happening, then you don't want that to happen to that client. You should bring it up to them. Like right now you have a lot of the accountability, right? And potentially this is what can happen if like, I've seen this happen before where somebody finishes up a program, they no longer have the accountability and they don't have the tools to successfully reverse diet. So then the elephant, that's a a specific thing, but the elephant in the room is just making them feel like, I'm sorry to put it into words that like, you're going to gain all your weight back if you leave the program. I don't trust you to do it on your own. That's it. Okay. Question. How long does it really take to build a sustainable lifestyle? Not habits. A lifestyle. Years. Yeah. Like it took me like years to actually, like I've been working out forever, but it like took me a long time to actually learn how to like work out properly, periodize myself, take like rests and also diet properly. Like. That took years. Let's just think about this logically. You've been eating unhealthy for 30 years and then you do a 16 week lifestyle transformation program. Like that's not going to undo 30 years of you know bad habits, right? Like you're going to have certain triggers that will still throw you off. You maybe haven't had your first taste of like falling flat on your face and gaining 10 pounds really quick and then having to lose it. You haven't gone through that experience yet. And so it takes time. And so I'm even going to challenge you to go, this is like, let's really approach this comfort zone. I want to challenge you to get them to extend for a year instead of going for 16 week packages. Like, yo, mm-hmm. I, I it's going to be, it's going to take time. Like I'm super proud of you for just literally say it. I'm super proud of you for losing the 15 pounds that you've lost, but like, it takes time for us to really build sustainable habits where this isn't just a diet for 16 weeks. This is like the rest of your life. Like you look like this forever. And so honestly, like, I'm super glad you did 16 weeks, but like, let's do it. Like, let's do a year together and let's see how far we can go. I appreciate that. This is going to seem like really extreme, but let's say best case scenario, they extend for the full year. They do a pip, they pay in full. Amazing. Then the year comes up again. When do you feel like, okay, like I can say like, it's, it seems like such a fine line for me. And it's always going to feel like when you feel like you can no longer serve them, when you feel like you can no longer serve them. Okay. So I'm going to, can I get vulnerable? Can I do a share? A lot of people think they're like PT Dom for life. Like they always feel like there's enough value here that can be served. If I truly feel like that of my program, then you're never going to want to leave. Yeah. And there's also like, for me, I'm going to be vulnerable. So once Patrick and Janelle hit a hundred thousand to $200,000 a month, like, and same thing with Don Lamb, like once Don Lamb hit a hundred K I'm like, like me teaching Don Lamb, there's not much more I can teach Don Lamb. I'm like, but bringing Don Lamb around our environment, like me, Cole, Natasha, and like bringing them into our circle is a really good move. Cause then we can mm. learn off of each other. Right. Okay. Right. So there was a certain point where like, yeah, people are preaching on for life. Like, next year with Patrick, like I want to bring him in as a leader to the mastermind because he's making a hundred thousand dollars a month. Like there's not much more I can teach Pat that he hasn't already learned from me, but I definitely want him around my circle. So I made him a leader in my community. Right. right? Yeah. And so I think for me, it's like, when do you feel like you're no longer 
you know, you're not going to be able to serve them on that specific level as a coach. And maybe at that point, you're like, yo, I love you so much. And I, you know, I don't really think I can coach you anymore, but maybe you want to come into my community as a leader. Genius. Be around us more, right? Because I love you in the community. I love what you do. And I'd love if you could, you know, help me contribute because like, you're obviously crushing it. And now like, let's do it together. Cool. Does it make sense? Yeah. I have more questions. Let me know. (laughs) Let me know when our time's up. (laughs) Can I ask um, another question? Don, are you good? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think I'm good. I, I was going to say something now, but I, I lost my train of thought. Okay, no problem, bro. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. It's separate, but similar to the just the anxiety around like, okay, 16 weeks is... I have a anxiety around people feeling like a weekly check-in after 16 weeks is not sustainable. So what I had in mind, which I feel like is backing down, like saying no for them, which is like offering 16 week program for 1495, 373 a month Canadian. But then after the 16 week program is up, my anxiety around you not wanting to check in anymore wants me to offer you a like, just basically now you're on the low ticket where it's monthly check-ins because that's more sustainable. I'm saying no to them. Saying no, saying no to no for them, you're right? Not, you're, not, you're not allowed to do that. So at what point do you feel like, yeah, because I have a client who's been with me for a year and a half and bless his heart, he's still checking in weekly. I'm like, yeah, then you let really want to do that? Let him what? check in. Let him check in. You want People to really want to do that? Like, yeah. I wouldn't. If he doesn't ever, if there's ever gets to a point where he doesn't want to check in, I'm sure he'll tell you. See, my anxiety wants me to get in front of that. No, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, no, no. You're not going to do that. That's one thing you don't got to get in front of. Don't do that. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Keith, I know that you wanted to ask a question, brother. You're good. Go ahead. There's like, there's yes things and there's no things. That's a no thing for you, Mike. Okay. So Don, I know you were talking about how uh, you had a client reach out to you as a CEO of the company to for an extension because I guess the conversation was had with the coach like yeah. later on and it was kind of avoided. Yeah. I also know that you throw in like the extension question after yeah. the first three days of their program inside of the yeah. calendar. So yeah. what percentage of people would you say re-sign after the three days versus towards like week 12 of your program? So I don't ask for an extension in week three. That's a question to see if they have any referrals. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I'll only ask about extending their program after they celebrate a big win. If they're celebrating a big win with you or the community in their check-in, and then I'll ask officially in week 12. My coaches will also ask because I don't know if you guys saw the training that I did in Asana. I literally go into trainer eyes. I check all the people that are in a week 12 and then I take them in trainer eyes. It syncs it all over to Asana. We get a huge list. And then like today it's Tuesday. So I just had a coach's meeting. I went through that list with all my coaches to get a gauge on where everybody is. And then we all know, like, is this person extending or should we reach out? Did they extend already? And then we're good to go. And then we just do that every single week. And then we have a good idea of like, you know, a temperature gauge on this person is extending or not, but we don't ask that early on. It's too early, right? Cause they're just, they would have done the year program with you when you initially sold them, but I wouldn't ask it like three days in, you could try and see if they're interested in week do it. four, in week do it. four, but I usually ask around week 12. Cause like in their yeah. head, I just like the psychology of a buyer yeah. is they just gave you money and they don't know if that money that they gave you is worth it yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I just misunderstood when he said you put something in their calendar at week three, but I guess it was the referrals, not the, would you want to extend? So I got, got you. Yeah, exactly. Just the referrals. Okay. Cool. Sweet. Was this valuable? Did you guys get some value today? Yeah. I'm curious to know what your number one takeaway was. Don, thanks for coming and contributing, bro. I appreciate you. No problem. I just wanted to see what you guys are up to. Well, guys, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you guys got some value. Peace. See you guys. Bye, guys.